This is the Yahoo Finance Sportsbook Podcast. All right, welcome back to Sportsbook. Our loyal listeners will remember last week that we had PGA Tour pro Kevin Streelman on the program talking about the Travelers Tournament right before the tournament started. Worth a quick update for you guys because even if you casually followed the tournament, you probably didn't see Streelman out there. You saw that Bubba Watson won. Our friend, Kevin Streelman, tied for 33rd. And you think, well, that doesn't sound so great, but actually uh, he beat out a lot of guys, you know, Uh, something like 70 guys missed the cut. So tying for 33rd at one of these tournaments, you still make a lot of money from that. So a nice day for Kevin Streelman, who won the tournament in 2014. We also had the pleasure of following up on the podcast episode and meeting up with Kevin at the tournament, and we interviewed him in a short video. So look for that on Yahoo Finance on our Instagram account. Very easy to find. Now this week, we're transitioning from golf to sneakers. There's been a lot in the air in the sneaker business. Uh, Just a week ago, Puma making big waves by signing three of the top NBA draft prospects. Now, since those signings were announced, sure enough, two of those three went one and two, and that is Aiton and Bagley. Uh, So Puma ends up with the number one and number two picks in this year's NBA draft. They are Puma-sponsored. But even bigger part of the story was Puma naming Jay-Z a creative director for Puma Basketball. So the story here being that Puma, among sports apparel companies, really took a break from the NBA. It wasn't sponsoring any NBA players. It really wasn't in the U.S. men's basketball sneaker game for a long time. And now, obviously, it is devoting a lot of resources and budget to jumping back in. Will it work? Well, here to join me is my Yahoo Finance colleague. It is our video producer, Reggie Wade. What's up, Reggie? Hey, what's going on, Dan? Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Reggie is a sneakerhead. Is that fair to say? Yes. Am I using that <laughs> term correctly? Yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like we uh, we have a tendency to call anyone a sneakerhead these days who just has a passive interest in sneaker news. <laughs> But I think you really fit the bill. Uh, you also, let's plug this briefly, you have your own sneaker podcast that is occasional. and Yes, it's called Sneaker Yahoos. I do it with Ron Skills, part of Yahoo Sports. And, you know, we took a bit of a hiatus, but we're bringing it back. Okay, good. Sneaker Yahoos. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, let's start with the Puma news. I have a number of other things I want us to hit. But tell me your response when you saw this. I know we briefly talked about it at, at work, you know, once the story came out. Puma trying to get back into the NBA with a real instant presence. Yes, to borrow a line from Super Troopers, desperation is a stinky cologne. (laughs) And I think that's just what this is. Puma wants to get back into the game, and rightfully so. Every company wants to make it big, so they're saying, okay, what can we do? Let's attach a huge name like Adidas has a rapper. Now we have a rapper, too, Jay-Z. So I don't know if it's going to work because I never think basketball when I think of Pumas. I think of the like the running shoes and back in the 80s like with the Shelto Adidas and stuff more of a lifestyle brand soccer yeah yep. soccer so I don't know I think it's going to be like how Under Armour is yes they make Steph Curry basketball sneakers but no they're not fashionable and a lot of people do not wear them they're just good on the court so but maybe I'm wrong we'll see but I don't see this really blowing up the way they would like it to you're right to mention Under Armour and the Curry sneakers those were sort of a hit until they weren't, and then they were a big fail. Yeah. Because, of course, uh, it's not just Under Armour's fault, sort of some unluckiness of timing, but basketball performance sneakers, and you know, as you know, we say performance meaning the sneakers you would play to wear basketball, as a category, as I understand it, way down. More, you know, sales down more than 20% in the last year. So that has hurt everyone, but I think it has especially hurt Under Armour, which, as you say, made this big investment in Steph Curry. So now I think you could look at this move by Puma and say, 
Really? Why now? You know, our, our colleague Miles Edlund, who comes on this podcast a lot to talk about golf, that's the way he phrased it when we were chatting on the live show last week about the Puma News. Is he said, this is like the silliest time to do this at a time when basketball sneakers aren't cool. But I think you're onto something. I think it's more about you bring on Jay-Z, and sure, they have a couple actual players t- to back up the image, but it's more about just reminding people of Puma as a lifestyle brand off the court. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it all stems off the lifestyle because who among us really is playing serious basketball? I mean, we're in our 30s. We work in the office. We're not going after work and playing basketball. So really the lifestyle section is where their bread and butter is going to be. And having some future NBA players um, signed to it maybe gives it a little buzz, but I think they're using that as a way to get into the lifestyle section. And I think it's even more than just, oh, we barely play basketball. I mean, even if there are guys who are playing pickup every few days, the better argument about endorsement deals, and I've heard uh, sneaker analyst Matt Powell say this, is like the average person barely notices which players wear which sneaker. Unless they have a signature shoe, fine. I mean, we know that Durant has Durant's and Curry and and there's, you know, LeBron has a signature sneaker. Kyrie Irving has a signature shoe. But I think otherwise... We don't know which players wear which brands. And then even if you do know, does it really lead you to buy one brand? Like you're in the store and you think, I need a new pair of basketball sneakers. And do you think, well, Puma, Puma has Aiton now, so I'm going to buy Pumas. It doesn't really compute. No, I don't think so. I think it actually works the other way. I've known a lot of friends of mine since KD went to Golden State. They're like, we're not buying KDs anymore. So it could work the other way around. And one of his sneakers actually has the Warriors logo on the bottom, the Warrior color one. So a lot of people are like, I'm not wearing these Warrior sneakers. I didn't know that. I wouldn't yeah. that. And Durant's, they're right, but they're, I call them outlet shoes because some of them go directly to the outlet. So <laughs> it's it's kind of sad. I feel bad for the brand because they're they're okay-looking sneaker, but, yeah, they really don't get love like the LeBrons do right. and Jordans. Let's stick with Puma and Jay-Z for a sec because earlier you said, uh, you know, that when you think of Puma, you don't think of basketball. Well, I would ask, well, when you think of Jay-Z, do you think of basketball at all? Because we, we see him at games. We know that he's friends with all the players. Uh, there is... I do feel like there is an association there already, which is nice. Yeah, former part owner of the Nets. So, yeah, I think there's definitely a connection there, and I think that's a big reason why they brought him out. But will it pan out? I'm interested to see some of these designs because I I don't think they'll try to bite off the Yeezys, but I wonder if they'll be kind of Yeezy-ish. Because I think that's the direction, that's kind of the market we're trying to hit. Like, no, buy these rapper sneakers. Yeah, and it's funny with the Yeezys. Uh, you know, it's worth getting into that, and I would I would love to hear your opinion on those too. Because one of the biggest ongoing debates that I love following is what has the impact level been of Kanye on Adidas? And you know, I hear from a lot of sneaker people who say it's been huge, and it's not so much the Yeezys themselves because those get put out in really small batch release. So it's not like anyone is trying to say, oh, the Yeezys are such a sales hit. It's more that his seal of approval on Adidas overall has helped boost the brand. And, and we know that Adidas is on this great comeback in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Sales has been, have been up in the U.S. for two years straight. And so what do you think is the influence level of Kanye? How much should Adidas be thanking him? And I would add quickly, I mentioned that guy, Matt Powell. He's an analyst that I quote often in stories. He insists, you know, the impact has been nothing. He says, oh, it's not due to Kanye, which I think is a little too much to one side. I, I think you can't say that the impact has been zero. No, I I, th- I don't agree with that at all. I think the fact, like you say, Kanye has put his stamp of approval here. Like, even if you can't get Yeezys because they sell out too quick, like, oh, I could get some Boost sneakers 
And, you know, that's kind of in the Kanye family. So I think that's what it is. You know, want to wear these, want to be cool like Kanye. And like Kim Kardashian, his wife, they're a brand together. So I think it's a package deal. Like, oh, you're wearing what Kim and Kanye wears, even though I've never seen Kim with a pair of sneakers. But still that association. But I think, yeah. Sketchers, yeah. She did Sketchers. (laughs) I think it's 100% Kanye because before Kanye, where was Adidas? And now look at Adidas now after. Right, totally. And what's interesting there is, even though a lot of people say, oh, yeah, Kanye's had a huge effect, I also see a lot of people saying, as you said, I don't think Jay-Z will do much for Puma. And that's interesting to me because, I mean, on the face of it, I would think, isn't Jay-Z even bigger than Kanye? But maybe he's not these days, or maybe there's some other reason that people are so skeptical about the Jay-Z-Puma link-up. Um, I think age has a lot to do with it. Kanye's a lot younger. Jay-Z, I think, is in his high 40s, maybe, maybe yeah, pushing 50. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's definitely an age barrier. So it's more cooler when Kanye does these things where Jay-Z maybe be seen a little bit as an old man. Not to take <laughs> shots at Jay. I'm a Brooklyn boy. He is my favorite living rapper. Cool. So I'm Team Jay-Z 100%. But I think, you know, Kanye just seems cooler just because of the age. He's more current. He's more what's going on now. And that's the perception. It's interesting. Well, uh, that kind of hits the Puma news. And next I want to turn to talking about Nike and Air Jordans. First, Reggie, we're going to do a short commercial break. So listeners, stay with us. Okay, we're back. Uh, I'm Dan Roberts. I'm here with my colleague, Reggie Wade. And we're talking about sneakers. Reggie is our resident sneakerhead. Uh, Reggie, let's start with this now. I want mm-hmm. to talk Air Jordans. This yeah. is a New Yorker, which, by the way, what? The New yeah. Yorker is doing a, <laughs> an Air Jordan story? This is a New Yorker story from a week ago, and it's on the twilight of Air Jordans. Ooh. I saw that headline. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Air, jo- Air, Jordans, uh, Air Jordans aren't dead. Hmm. And, of course, sales numbers-wise, they're not. No. And I think that headline I'm wearing is, a goes pair a right now. So. Well, there you go. Uh, I think that headline goes a little far. But, but this line, I think, is interesting, and, and I don't disagree. It says... After three decades, the Air Jordan has achieved the ubiquity it once rebelled against, and the shoes are slowly losing their cultural sway. Do you agree with that? Um, yes, I agree with that. I don't agree that it's the twilight of Air Jordan, but Air Jordan doesn't mean what it once was. I remember watching Jordan play when I was a kid, so everyone wanted Jordans because that's what Mike was wearing when he was making these crazy shots, doing these crazy dunks. It's been about maybe 15, 16 years, maybe 20 years since he last played a game. So these young kids don't know about Jordan. The kids wearing Jordans now have never seen this man play a game. So the significance is dropping, yes, the cachet of the name. But people are still buying it because people in our age group and above remember these shoes and want to have them to reminisce. Like, oh, I remember having these shoes when I was in sixth grade. I remember having these when I was in high school and stuff like that. The Air Force Ones. Yeah, the Air Force Ones, exactly. The Shoto Adidas, the Superstars. Yeah, (laughs) it brings you back. So, yeah, Air Jordan doesn't mean what it once did, but it still means a lot because the numbers prove it. They're still selling. Yeah, and in fact, uh, I think it's important we mention, and this goes back to our Puma discussion too, for all the talk of Adidas' growth and, ooh, Under Armour has at least – you know, um, gotten it right in sneakers more than it did in the past. You know, for years, the, the knock on Under Armour was, oh, it's, it, it's doing great with apparel, but it still can't, doesn't understand sneakers. Well, it's gotten a little better with sneakers. Uh, and for all the talk of Adidas, Under Armour, and now Puma, 
Nike still has something like 96% of the basketball sneaker market. And, of course, that's Nike plus Jordan brand, which is owned by Nike. So I think that's an important caveat is, like, any time you see any story about, oh, you know, Air Jordan's not so cool anymore, it's like, oh, yeah? So you have to look at the numbers. But you're right. I mean, I think a lot of it is nostalgia. I'm glad you mentioned, even in this Nike conversation, the Adidas superstars and the Stan Smiths, it's like nostalgia sells. But I also think there's so many interesting little tentacles that talking about Air Jordan's bring up. I mean, yes, there's like business and there's you know his playing time, but I also think that it seems to me that there must be young kids. You were saying people our age, you know, we're both 30 or so, want to buy them because we remember Jordan playing. That's true. But I also think there are kids who never saw him play. Hmm. And when they see Air Jordans, they still think they're cool and they just think that Michael Jordan is a shoe. I mean, they know who he was, mm-hmm. but it's like... It's kind of like how there are a lot of people out there who, when, when you say George Foreman, mm-hmm. they go, oh, the grill. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, the grill, but also a, a boxer who yeah. was, you know, multiple times the world champ. Exactly. Um, there's that element to it, yep. right? I mean, he's become a symbol separate even from his playing career. Yeah, that is true. And <laughs> that's the way about George Foreman because he is now the grill guy. And same yeah. thing even I remember O.J. Simpson when that came up. I was like, oh, this is the guy accused of murder. And all my older relatives were like, right. this guy was a great football player. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, so, you yeah. just don't know. So, exactly. So, yeah, that's what it is. And when I'm shopping for sneakers, I still see a lot of young kids going going for the Jordans. But definitely more people in my age bracket and up, I think. Yeah. And, you know, when we talk about Air Jordans and Nike, another part of this is I agree with you. I mean, I think LeBron is the is the face of the NBA now. Yeah. I think that's sort of not debatable. Now, what's interesting, though, is um, I recently had the chance to interview Draymond Green. Oh, right. And we talked about business. You know, we did a video. And I also happened to ask him about other players that he looks up to in terms of how they've managed their brand off the court, how they've done business, investments, all that. And I knew he'd mentioned LeBron, and he mm-hmm. mentioned LeBron. And I also thought that was cool since the Warriors and the Cavs are these rivals, but He mentioned LeBron, and he gave a lot of credit to LeBron. He said, I think he opened the door for all the rest of us who are playing right now in terms of, you know, business, investments off the court, uh, becoming known for more than just basketball. And I wrote that up as a story. I thought that was pretty straightforward. You know, Draymond Green, colon, LeBron James opened the door for all of us. Fine. But what I noticed was a lot of the reader comments and tweets I got were people saying, LeBron James, how about Michael Jordan? Like, you're forgetting (laughs) about Michael Jordan. And it's like... What? What does that have to do with anything? Michael Jordan, he doesn't play anymore, hasn't played in years. It's almost like, as far as basketball is concerned, he's dead. I mean, it's not, you know, someone might get mad at that, but you know what I mean? It's like, I was surprised that that was such a common response Mm -hmm. because I just think that how could anyone say, I mean, right now, LeBron is a more important athlete than Michael Jordan. Oh, without question. Even lose, even getting swept in the NBA Finals, he is still the star of the NBA. He is the single best player on earth. And, yeah, that is shocking that so many people come at you like that saying, oh, what about MJ? Well, But it does show you what you said before. I think there are people out there who just, to them, Michael is mm-hmm. the ultimate. The yeah. ultimate, the best ever. It's not even a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, any sport. And then, oh, he played two sports, but you know, he was no great no. baseball player. But, you know, it's like... He's almost um, impunable, mm-hmm. which is also interesting because without getting too into it, you know, now in his career and, and life as a retired athlete, mm-hmm. he's had moments where he's either said things or done things, yes. you know, and 
Then for a while he had that Hitler mustache. Yeah, he like, did, and wore that strange black military cap. Yeah, Michael Style <laughs> has been called into question. Also, the gambling issues. Sure. Yeah, and and what he wears on the golf course, like yeah, just just very just very strange. But another thing I think with Jordan, why people hold him to that high esteem is, I believe when he played, it was really no other rival. It was just him and such a far drop off. Where with LeBron, even though he's the best in the world, you can talk about Steph Curry. You you could talk about KD when. Kobe was playing when yep. LeBron was. You always had that. So Jordan was here, and the cutoff was there. So that's why I think so many people hold Jordan in that regard because he was, after Magic and Larry, he was the be-all, end-all of that era. Even though it's so stupid, but it's it's <laughs> fun. And But what is your, uh, where do you fall on the LeBron or Jordan, the best ever? The best ever, I have to say, from athletic standpoints, LeBron James, I think, is the best ever. I think so, He's yeah. a more athletic player. And I think if he played in Jordan's era, I think I think he would be better. It's just it was a different game. It was a less athletic game. So yeah, I'm I'm going with LeBron. I do think there were there have been Jordan moments, posters. Mm-hmm. I mean that literally and figuratively. Okay. That are moments that I can't think of comparable LeBron moments. Like there was a magic to him, mm-hmm. you know, the the going up for Duncan moments where it looks like he's walking on an invisible staircase. Yeah, you know, these just... amazing things. But maybe that's that, More about, you know, our age when he was playing. Yeah, just the, uh, our editor-in-chief, Andy Servis, said um, one day he was watching a game in the 80s and one of his friends, she was not a basketball fan at all, and she even picked up, she said, there's such a smoothness about this yes. guy. When he plays, it looks different from everybody else, and I think that's what it is, just the smoothness of MJ. Totally. You know, I don't want to get too far afield from sneakers, but just <laughs> briefly, since we're talking about LeBron and Jordan, a common little chat that we love having. Miles and I have had it on the podcast about multiple sports. Jen Rogers gets into it when we talk about baseball, but we talk about who is the face of a certain sport. Oh, yeah. Who is the most prominent? We agree that, you know, for basketball, it's got to be LeBron. You know, Curry's important too, but but I would take it further and say, and this is, you know, I'm a Patriots fan who mm-hmm. loves Tom Brady. Yep. I would say that LeBron is really the biggest athlete on the planet currently playing any sport. Yes, without question. I agree. It's Definitely. No, it doesn't even come close. And Tom Brady is Tom Brady, but, I mean, LeBron's just – where's that? He, he's he's LeBron. It's just one word, LeBron, and that's it. You think sports, you think LeBron. Once you have one yes. name. Once you're Madonna, yeah. <laughs> you know, Michael. Yeah. Guess, well, I'm talking LeBron. about Michael Jackson. But I now, I want Jordan to ask too. you, do you guys still think Aaron, Rod, um, Aaron Judge is the face of baseball? Because I remember hearing these right. conversations. So that's what Miles thinks, but he's a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. But I Who think, do you say? well, I actually think that arguably there's sort of two answers, which mm-hmm. I know fudges it. But I have two answers. The first is there isn't really one right now, and that that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it shows you that, you know, baseball needs some big marketable mm-hmm. stars to come along, and they haven't had any since Jeter, A Rod, uh, Ortiz, mm-hmm. you know, who recently retired. That's one answer. But the other answer is. Even though they're not playing, I mean, you could say A-Rod or Jeter still are the most prominent. And they're still orbiting the game. Jeter owns a team now. A-Rod is a baseball broadcaster. So they're still close enough to the game that I think a lot of Americans, when they just think vaguely of baseball, they think of, like, A-Rod. Um, well, but I, I don't, well, who do you think? Um, before, I, before I tell you who I think. Fan. Yes, should, and I'm a Mets fan. Listeners. But funny you should say Jeter because Jordan actually recently made a Derek Jeter Jordan 11. It was all Yankee color suede, so he's even infiltrated that space of basketball right. sneakers. But I think it's actually, and I'm a Mets fan, but I think it's Astro second baseman Jose Altuve. There you go. 
I mean, yeah. what Especially a performance in the World, World Series. Series. Oh, I mean, yeah. and he's in so many commercials. And just, you know, it's just a feel-good story. I remember yeah. when the Astros won and he was doing his thing. Altuve's not a big guy. And when you think athletics, you think of these big guys. And I remember they were like, he proves that you don't have to be big to play this game and to play it well. And, that's and I think cool. that's yeah. an inspiring story. Like, Definitely. anyone, no matter what your size is, like, no, it's about talent. If I have talent, it doesn't matter how tall I am or short I am, I can do it. So I think Altuve... Yeah, and I like that pick because it, it's sort of inspiring to young fans. And I think the larger story with baseball is, you know, and especially right now, we're reading these headlines that uh, in-person attendance is down. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you know, attendance yeah. at the ballpark. Well, he's the type of player that can re-energize and attract kids to mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's circle back to sneakers and end on this. Uh, Reggie, what do you see happening in the sneaker world lately that is interesting to you? Maybe non-Adidas, non-Nike. I mean, are they either brands that you're noticing that are doing interesting things or you know are you just an all nike guy i mean a lot of guys like you who say oh i'm a sneakerhead and then it turns out like they only own nikes and that always <laughs> disappoints me it's like that's it yeah. um what do you see going on that that readers uh, that our listeners should should be watching well i'm mostly a nike guy i like nikes and jordans but i have reeboks i love i love the old school island iverson questions those reebok still yes reebok still but one of the trends I think that's going on, and it's here to stay, is the turn away from leather sneakers. I think like the Yeezys, people like the materials. They like the breathability of it. They like how it feels, how it forms to your foot. So I think leather might be on the way out. So that's a trend In I'm favor constantly of seeing. Like yeah, suede, soft, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which I don't like wearing suede. I don't like wearing anything that could get ruined in the rain. And we live in New York, so it could rain at any moment. So. Not good here, but or like yeah. a just a horrible muck that results from snow. That's yeah, oh. even though it hasn't snowed in a week. Yeah, oh, totally. just just terrible, just terrible. Um, Ron, my podcasting partner, he will look on the weather app and he won't wear his Yeezys unless it's going to be dry the two days before and the two days after he wants to wear them. And that's what you have to do with leather. You just brush it off and keep on going. But yeah, I think that we're going to see less and less leather sneakers and more of these different materials. And you see it already in the NBA. A lot of players are wearing these sneakers and low tops as well. I've seen so many NBA players wear low tops and thinking you're going to roll, yeah, your, ankle, roll your ankle. But you know, but apparently it's mm. it's fine. So I it's think those style. are the trends: low top and non leather materials. And that's interesting because uh, recently I, I took a trip to Chicago. It was my first time there. I loved it. Um, it was over the summer. I guess it was a year ago already. But I stumbled into this store, and I found these sneakers I love, and they're high-top sneakers, and they're actually Vans sneakers. Oh, wow. Now, I know that I'm sure mostly you know, sneakerheads, they're not talking about Vans. But <laughs> I think Vans shoes. has some cool sneakers. Yeah, yeah they do. Even non-skate shoes. You know, these they are do. like. But anyway, the reason I brought them up, they're suede, like you say. They're mm-hmm. brown yeah. suede, and I just think they look great. But you're right. When I wear them, I'm anxious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm more of a leather guy. but And I have a big foot, so... Sometimes the leather, it's nice to wear these other materials because leather can, you know, really bind you. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to branch out a little bit more. I should. There's uh, one other thing I wanted to make sure I ask you, especially because we're talking about your collection. But one part of the whole sort of explosion in collecting sneakers, people lining up for them, lining up at Supreme, mm-hmm. lining yeah. up for these limited releases for at Yeezys. Kip, right around here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. F- uh, flight school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one part club. of it that makes me sad mm-hmm. is... Um, so many of these kids, I've realized, they're lining up to buy them, and then it's just to instantly resell them. You know, they buy them up just so that they can resell them as an investment. And we've seen, you know, BI and websites like that. They love to write up, you know, this 13-year-old has made tens of thousands oh, yeah. of dollars selling sneakers. <laughs> That's fine. 
and it's business savvy at a young age. But it makes me a little sad because it's like, well, are you doing it because you love the sneakers and you want to get these limited editions for yourself to mm-hmm. wear? Or are you just doing it to resell them for a lot of money? Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people get into the resale game. And you're right. It takes away. is like, wasn't it for the love of the game? Yeah. But you know what? I think these kids are really into sneakers and they're just like, hey, let me make money off of something that I love. Hmm. And everyone wants to make money. I had a professor, and he was saying the root of things is to make money. And he said no one ever grows up saying, I want to make pencils for a living. But (laughs) someone says, I want to make money. And if you can make money off of pencils, then there you go. So really, I I think the dollar's king. But if you can make it doing something you love, I mean, more power to you. There you go. Like us, making a ton of money doing journalism. Yeah, that's right, man. Just bathing in it, man. (laughs) Reggie, thanks for coming on. (laughs) Dan, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Okay, listeners, we want to know what you think. What are your favorite sneakers? What are you buying? Are you a sneaker resale guy? Are you bullish on Puma and its return to the NBA? Sound off. Uh, You can always find us, tweet at us, email us, comment, whatever. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We are on all the different podcast platforms. And as I hope you know by now, we come out every Thursday morning. Thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye.